0: This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Good morning to you. I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast, a daily digest of the news events as told by our KJZZ reporters here in Arizona. It is Friday. You've made it. Nice job, the 26th of January. And let's get into it. Well, former President Donald Trump is backed out of a planned appearance that was supposed to have taken place tonight. At an Arizona Republican Party fundraiser, that is according to a spokesperson for the state GOP, which is having its own issues right now. From the politics desk, Ben Giles reports. Trump's decision comes on the heels of allegations that the head of the Arizona Republican Party offered Carrie Lake a bribe to stay out of this year's U.S. Senate race. Trump was supposed to headline the AZ GOP Freedom Fest, an important fundraiser for a state party that struggled to bring in cash in the wake of repeated losses in statewide elections, including Trump's own loss to President Joe Biden in 2020. Republican Party officials must now elect a new leader after Jeff DeWitt resigned Wednesday as party chair. DeWitt says he was blackmailed by Lake, an accusation that two advisors for Lake denied. Ben Giles, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, amid controversy in Gilbert, the mayor there, Bridget Peterson, announced on Thursday that she's ending her re-election campaign. Also from the politics team, here's Cameron Sanchez.
1: Peterson has served as mayor since 2021 and says she'll finish out her current term. Her decision comes amid reports about a series of violent assaults by a group of teenagers in the East Valley. Gilbert police and the town council on which Peterson serves have faced criticism from community members who say they have not moved fast enough to address those crimes. Peterson's spokesperson would not say whether the assaults had any role in the mayor's decision. In a statement, Peterson said she wants to focus her energy on her family from now on. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: Well, the State Board of Regents was given an update on Thursday on the University of Arizona's budget issues. So far, the school has slowed spending by implementing a hiring freeze and restricting travel. From the education desk, Bridget Dowd has more on what was discussed.
1: Late last year, U of A announced it was facing a $240 million budget shortfall. That led to speculation that its acquisition of an online school contributed to the financial crisis. But ABOR Executive Director John Arnold says while the university's global campus has $265 million in operating costs, it's generating enough revenue to cover them.
0: They've also realized some savings as we go through the merger process between UAGC and the University of Arizona. As you can imagine, there's a lot of duplication there.
1: Arnold is also serving as U of A's interim financial officer. He says administrators used an outdated financial model, which caused a disconnect between the cost of operating each school and the the resources that were allocated for them. He's looking for a more predictive model to use in the future. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: A panel of Republican lawmakers this week took a step towards making school board elections in Arizona partisan. But Democrats and school officials warn that'll make local elections unnecessarily polarized. Lobbyist Barry Aaron spoke against the proposed bill on behalf of the Arizona Association of County School Superintendents. If you have a partisan designation, it restricts you because you become slavishly devoted to your partisan base. And it restricts you on coming up with consensus on issues and school board issues should be consensus issues, not partisan battlegrounds. The bill sponsor, Republican Senator Justine Watzak, says the bill will inform voters and suggest that more elections should be altered to include a candidate's party affiliation. Meanwhile, Phoenix Democrat Jennifer Longden is resigning from the Arizona House of Representatives, effective today. Back to our politics desk, and Wayne Shutsky has more on that.
1: Longden announced her resignation in a letter to House Speaker Ben Toma. House Democrats say she's pursuing a new career opportunity, but did not provide specifics. Longden could not be reached for comment. With her resignation, the House loses a vocal advocate for gun control legislation and rights for people with disabilities. Longden was shot in a random drive-by shooting in 2004 and paralyzed from the chest down. Her election in 2018 forced legislative leaders to adapt the House chamber in various ways to accommodate her use of a wheelchair. Democrats in Legislative District 5 must now nominate candidates to replace Longden. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors will then pick from among those nominees to fill the vacancy. Wayne Chutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: On Thursday, the U.S. Senate Special Committee on Aging held a hearing about the state of assisted living across the U.S., from the cost to the quality of care. KJZZ's Kathy Rich. He was listening in and heard lawmakers getting testimony from caregivers, advocates, and providers.
1: When they first emerged in the 1980s, assisted living was intended for older adults who wanted a congregate setting with some support, like housekeeping. Today, Assisted living facilities now care for people who, in many ways, have the same needs and vulnerabilities as nursing home residents. Assisted living residents are actually older, on average, than those in nursing homes. Approximately 40 to 70 percent of assisted living residents have Alzheimer's disease or some other cognitive impairment. That's Richard Mollett, the executive director of the Long-Term Care Community Coalition. He testified before members of Congress, including Arizona Senator Mark Kelly. Kelly talked about the long-term care legislation being considered in Arizona, but then asked this.
0: So Arizona can't be the only state that's facing these challenges.
1: Kelly is referring to recent reports of abuse, neglect, and even the death of a resident in Arizona.
0: So should the federal government maybe consider having a role here in providing oversight for assisted living facilities?
1: Mollett said it's time for the federal government to step in. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: Phoenix recently dispersed its largest homeless encampment, But Richard Cruz with the Human Services nonprofit Keys to Change predicts the region's homeless population will continue to increase in the next few years as federal pandemic relief funding expires. People were alarmed by what they would see outside of the campus when we had over a thousand people unsheltered. I think that we're going to see that in smaller doses all over the county. Officials this week conducted an annual survey to count the homeless population, but Cruz told KJZZs to show the actual number of unhoused people in the region is likely much larger than what count uh, the count will show. The U.S. Department of Labor says union membership grew last year under the Biden administration. The news comes as an Arizona coalition tries to gather enough signatures to ask voters to repeal state laws they call anti-union. Matthew Casey has some details. U.S. labor officials counted 139,000 more union members nationwide in 2023 than in the year before. Union membership in Arizona is consistently below the national average. The National Federation of Independent Businesses says Arizona has been a right-to-work state for nearly 80 years. Right-to-work generally means that employers can't force employees to become union members. A coalition called Arizona Works Together aims to repeal state laws the group calls anti- union They face a July 4th deadline to submit roughly 384,000 signatures needed to put a constitutional amendment on the November ballot. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The State Board of Regents has approved a new five year contract negotiated by the University of Arizona with its new football coach. Brent Brennan can earn nearly $4 million this year with base salary and max incentives. The former San Jose State head coach who took over for Jed Fish, who departed for Washington, told the board that he's now just hiring assistant coaches because he first tried to persuade players to stay at the U of A. Spent that week trying to work on that connection, giving them a chance to get to know me, me a chance to get to know them, so that we can start off with just kind of a foundation of respect. A large number of players have said since they are staying in Tucson. Board members were invited by U of A President Robert Robbins to ask Brennan questions about the contract, but none did. In also sports news, the Suns try to make it a season-best. Eight straight wins tonight. They'll continue a long road trip in Indiana against the Pacers. Phoenix hasn't lost since January 8th, and Kevin Durant named as an all-star starter yesterday. will play in the game for a 14th time, first time with Phoenix, and he's the first Sun in 14 years to be named as a starter. Hockey, the Coyotes drop another in Florida, this time in Tampa to the Lightning, 6-3. Clayton Keller had a goal and an assistant. Connor Ingram, though, had a rough night, allowed six goals on 37 shots. Yotes in Colorado, or excuse me, in Carolina tomorrow. And in an offseason baseball update, slugging outfielder Jock Peterson and the National League champion Diamondbacks have reportedly agreed to a one-year deal worth about $9.5 million. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this Friday, January 26th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll do this again on Monday.